0: Yeah.
1: Welcome to the Republican Professor today. This Well, it's actually afternoon now in California, but it's morning where our guest is in Hawaii. We have with us Lieutenant Commander John Doyle, United States Navy, retired. Thanks for being here, Commander Doyle.
2: Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Commander Doyle, you are...
1: I think still working right uh, as a contractor for the Department of Defense. Does that sound right? I, I am okay. So uh, we would love to hear about how you how your Navy journey went. Uh, do you want to take us through that journey?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a long journey, but. Yeah. Uh, it started in 92. I was in Marine Corps debt for a year.
1: I'm sorry to hear but
2: that. Then I decided to join the Navy. I didn't want to be a Marine, because they couldn't guarantee what I was going to be. So, wow. But the Navy couldn't. And uh, I joined the Navy in 1992, and I was in for 28 years.
1: 28
2: years? Yes.
1: John, yeah. did you did you say you went to Marine Corps boot camp? No, no, I was
2: just in delayed entry.
1: Delayed entry, okay. So you were in the Navy for 28 years. Holy cow.
2: I was. I went from... Seemed a uh, uh, recruit so E1
1: yep.
2: up to chief petty officer so E7. Cool, and then went to the quote unquote dark side and <laughs> uh commissioned, uh, and went from
1: 01 to 04. Okay, E1 to E7, how long did that take to get to chief? uh let's
2: say i made chief in about 12 years
1: okay that's that's i think that's pretty fast i mean it's not the fastest i've ever heard but it's you're you're definitely making all your grades on time
2: oh yeah yeah i did okay Uh, i've known some who made chief in like five five years
1: five how's that even possible
2: they made uh E four out of A school.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then yeah. made rank every time.
1: Wow. Still seems kind of fast. But well, what do I know? I'm just an E five. I got out as a petty officer second class. Right. E- emphasis on petty and emphasis on second right. class. So uh what was your favorite rank?
3: Uh,
2: probably what, what you got out as an E5. Really?
1: Your favorite yeah. wank was an E5?
2: Yeah. Cause everything, you know, I mean, you had huh. some, I guess there's possibility of everything rolled downhill, you know, as far as, uh, any, anything bad.
1: Uh-huh. So but the pay rate. The pay rate is kind of painful.
3: Well,
2: yeah.
1: It's, Do you remember what the pay rate was there, John? As an E five.
2: It's, well, it's yeah. a little
1: bit less than an O four, I think. Yeah. A little bit. There's so. the Christmas tree is a little bit lighter that that year, you know. Well, John, um, You went into the Navy in 1992. I did, and then you went to boot camp. Where did you go to boot camp?
2: Uh, Great Lakes. Great Lakes.
1: What year? What month was that?
2: Uh, August of 92.
1: Okay, so it was hot. It was still hot out. Gotcha.
2: Well, uh, I graduated. so August, September, October.
1: Oh, okay. So it was getting cold by the time you yeah, graduated. Yeah, we
2: were the last group to graduate outside.
1: Really? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. You were making use of that wool watch cap that they gave you?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you, do you still have it? Uh, No, but I have, I have an Army one. Okay.
1: Good for you. I still have my black, or actually it's not black. Supposedly it's navy blue, but it looks black right. to me. But yeah, same.
3: Yeah. Same thing.
1: Yeah. yeah, I still have my watch cap. It's got some wool. It's got some uh, moth holes in it now. <laughs> but oh, yeah. it just tells you it's made of wool. Then yeah, they I love those things. I can't I I love the navy watch cap. They still wear it around sometimes not very often but sometimes like you know when i go to fancy restaurants and stuff right um so you went from uh, great lakes to where'd you go after that
2: um i went from there to um school in monterey and then just to uh, Texas, and then to Hawaii.
1: And you skipped over a a little bit of detail there in Monterey. You were at the Presidio of Monterey?
2: I was, yeah.
1: What were you doing at the Presidio? Uh,
2: Chinese Mandarin uh, School in in the Presidio.
1: Wow. So I'm going to... I'm gonna channel everybody that you have ever told that, and this okay. is. Let me guess what they say. You speak <clears throat> Chinese, that's what they say, right? Every time. Yes. You speak Sorry. Chinese. Yes. As if Chinese is a is a vaccine you get, you know, and it's, know. It, it's like a polio vaccine, and it, right. you know, you got it, and next thing you know, you speak Chinese. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's like it's like saying you you tied your shoes once, and so they say your your shoes are still tied. <laughs> anyway, no, it's it's kind of something you have to keep doing, you know. But uh, hello, but anyway, um, you worked out once, so you're like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, so uh, you must have gone through when it was a forty-seven week class, or was it sixty-three week? I can't remember.
2: Forty 47, when forty seven. We're You I are there.
1: cooking through the, yeah. the material at forty seven weeks, man. Oh my gosh. Mine was longer. Mine was mine was a year and a half, so wow, you were really cooking through that stuff. Um, how did you like studying Chinese? Or did you?
2: I enjoyed it and I actually I met my wife there. Really? She She was active. She was
1: active duty. Oh, no way. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Wow. So you met your wife. And she's still your wife? She is. Wow. Okay. I think I've met your wife before. And... I think I must have had that. Bo- yeah, I must have known that already, I guess, because it doesn't seem too far-fetched. Did she finish that language? Did she sit, finish her training there?
3: She she did,
2: but uh, she never finished the uh, stop in Texas. Okay. and then went to the uh <clears throat> excuse me went to the uh galley here at uh hickam
1: sorry say that part again she went somewhere in hickam
2: she went she went to the uh hickam uh what we in the navy would call a galley but the galley dining facility. So. I
1: thought that's what you said, she a was galley. A cook. But it didn't. Okay, so she went to be a cook. Was she active right. duty at that time? She was. Okay, so she didn't finish. You said she didn't finish the stuff in Texas, um, right? The Texas is a follow-on school from Monterey, and is that because? She did. She get arrested or something, or did she?
2: No, it was. Uh, I guess the the Air Force what they do in school in Texas is uh, different than what we do.
1: Right. They're, and...
2: they're much more into like that air surveillance, I guess and she didn't like that
1: she just and she said that she didn't like it and so she quit is that right or i don't think i've ever had this conversation with you actually so this is the yeah, first time i'm hearing this so that's why i'm
2: and I, I don't think she quit she wasn't good at what they they oh. were training us
1: Okay, wow! So, I really stepped, I really stuck my foot in my she mouth there. Was i apologize. kind
2: of let go.
1: Ah, so in other words, is this a painful topic that I that I was excruciatingly going into detail about? Oh uh, no, no, not really. How long was she a cook at the uh, <clears throat> dining facility, as those Air Force people call it? At uh, Hickam Air Force Base in Hawaii. Air Force.
2: Yeah. Um, see, she got out in ninety six, five. Okay. She was, uh, pregnant with our first.
1: So she did four she years. She
2: didn't work with that.
1: She, sounds like she did four years in the Air Force.
2: Yeah, I did and then went to the Air Guard.
1: Okay. And were you, where were you living at the time? I'm assuming you were married at the time. Were you living on a base in yeah. Hawaii?
2: Yeah, we lived initially on Hickam.
1: Hickam, yeah. They have good yeah, housing, there. and
2: then we moved to right, right near the.
1: You okay there, John? All right, that's all right. Yeah, just a frog in
2: my throat. Um, so, uh, we lived on the initially initially and then moved to Navy housing afterwards.
1: Navy housing where? Uh, right
2: outside the main gate. Have a beach? No, right outside the main gate of Pearl.
1: Oh, Pearl Harbor. Okay. How many kids do you have?
2: We have uh, three. Three
1: kids. Three kids. And are they still little, or are they did they grow up?
2: No, the youngest one is uh 20 now, 20? he's in college. Jeez, yeah, the other two are in Idaho.
1: Really, John? Uh, we served together in the Navy, which is how I know you, yes. And uh, yeah. in fact, John, I don't know if you remember this, but we deployed together. Do you remember that? I don't I can't remember where we where it was, which platform it was. It was a Pac Fleet Combatant. A, uh, it was a Pacific Fleet, fleet Combatant. combatant. Yeah. Say that again? Sorry.
2: Yeah, most of a pack Fleet Combatant. It, it
1: was a Pacific Fleet Combatant, and I can't remember the name of the platform, but but um you were I believe a first class petty officer at the time. And uh, well, it might have been you were a second class. I can't remember. You were one of those. And I was
2: a, I think I'm deployed mostly as a soup.
1: Yeah, you must have been the supervisor. Because I was definitely not the supervisor. (laughs) And uh, so we couldn't have both been the supervisor and it would have been one. one, of We had the same job and uh, we worked in the same area, which is a classified area. It's under a lock and key. It's like a safe you have to walk into. Anyway, uh, without talking too much uh, stupid uh, shop that no one cares about uh oh, we did some james bond crap uh, uh, deep yeah right yeah. which is nothing like james bond actually but um yeah we did some uh some stuff and uh we had some experiences i can't remember yeah. um i i really wish i w- i remembered what specific trip that was because i was deployed three or sorry i, I deployed uh seven times total but but you, I think you were like, I think you did like 20 or something. How many times were you deployed? 21. 21 times. Holy crap.
2: Uh, I went to uh, fly a Kanye.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I flew with that squadron too. In fact, I got my wings with that squadron. <laughs> Okay. That's before they were at Kaneohe, though they were. So, okay, those of you who don't know Hawaii, picture Hawaii. Uh, you got uh, it. You got yeah, the one. Yeah, I moved from
2: Barbers. It point. was at
1: Barbers Point. That's right. Yeah, that. See, I'm. That's how old school I yeah. am. Now. I'm even more old school than you were on that. Where that that squadron, which was a secret squadron, and it was, it was a very interesting place to work because it was just weird as a kid. I mean, I felt like I was a kid. I call myself a kid. I was 20 years old. I was 21. And, um, when we got deployed with that squadron, I mean, I have some weird memories there, but some of them, I can't believe they're real memories, but, but, uh, we had to wear a hat. You have to wear a hat in the Navy. When you're outside, they call it a cover. So you're walking around in your flight suit no. and you have usually you have the squadron hat on your head. Well, they didn't give us the squadron hat for that squadron. We had to wear a different squadron, which was a fake squadron, but it was wasn't really our squadron. So we were not even being honest about what squadron we were, even on the Navy base or the Air Force base, wherever we were. So you were with Connie O.A. for, what, three years? Is that right? Flights. Okay. A little over 30 years. Now, would you fly out of Kaneohe? Would you fly out of that Marine Corps station? Is the air is the airstrip long enough for that plane to land and take off?
2: Yeah, it is. Yep.
1: Okay. Did you live on Kaneohe? So
2: when from there over to initially, I was in the Pacific fleet but then after nine eleven we moved out to uh okay. like Bahrain or Oman. Bahrain or
1: Oman okay you were a chief at that time were you a chief?
2: No I was a uh E6
1: first class A okay.
2: first class yeah so I made chief out of that. But I was in D.C. when I made
1: chief. You were in D.C. And thats is that code for a certain base? Or were you stationed
3: oh, in D.C.? No, I was at D.I.A.
1: D.I.A.? Uh, yes. In the, the Pentagon? No,
2: no. DIA, the.
1: Where's D.I.A.?
2: D.I.A. Headquarters is in Suitland, Maryland.
1: Say the same, the town again. Suitland,
2: Maryland.
1: How do you say it? Suitland? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. You know, I don't know much about DIA at all, so... That's interesting. You were at DIA. Wow. Okay. And that was after nine eleven. Made chief.
3: Yep, yeah. it was. It
2: was Air well,
1: How would you characterize what you did at DIA? Well, well, maybe you should say what DIA is so people know what you're talking about.
2: DIA is the Defense Intelligence Agency. But I was there for school. It was called the Joint Military Intelligence College. I think it's moved now. But uh, when I went there, it was uh, the the DIA headquarters.
1: Cool. Did you get a degree there?
2: Yeah, I was my uh, under my uh, bachelor's degree.
1: You got your bachelor's degree there?
2: Yeah, I did.
1: Cool. What was your bachelor's it was degree an in?
2: Intelligence. Uh, bachelor's
1: intelligence. Was your coursework classified?
2: Some, uh, some of it was, but not all.
1: Wow, that's quite a college experience there, John. Oh, um, no. And you went from that to Well, you know what? Let's let's stop there for a little bit and just, just say sure. that when I when I knew you, you sounded different. You 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 talked differently. And um, it seems like you have a speech thing going on here. Maybe you talk about that. That's a relatively recent thing that happened.
2: Uh well I was diagnosed in twenty eleven okay. with a uh my cerebellum mm-hmm. is about half the size of a, a normal person and that affects speech.
1: Okay, you know I don't remember you having a speech issue that I recognized when I was deployed with you. It just uh, did it. Did it Not become? It. It, it 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 was an onset, a late onset.
2: Yeah, like like as I was diagnosed in 2011, so
1: so that would have been all the way
2: Probably forty years old, late thirties.
1: What What led to the diagnosis? Did you Did you Did you start talking a little differently? Is that Did you notice any mental issues? Yes. Okay. I did. Like what What were your symptoms?
2: Um. Well, I think part of it was uh I got off a uh cruiser I was a side cruiser and uh so I had lack of a sea and um When I came back from John, could you say that last part? I missed that last.
1: uh, Sorry, I missed that last part.
2: I was on the USS Monterey. I was assigned to a cruiser on on the East Coast, and when I came back from sea, I think it like a sleep and. Diet may have uh, had had some effect on me.
1: Wow! So, did you notice your speech issue while you were underway?
2: I mean, I didn't, but when I came back, um, really, Mindy, my wife, she, she's the one that really noticed.
1: And did you notice any kind of uh, mental effects, or is it just purely speech? Was your was your mind? Did you feel like your mind was going slower?
2: No, not at all. But uh, okay. it says speech and
1: balance early. and your uh. You seem to me you seem like you're sharp. You don't have a hard time remembering things. No, yeah. When you were on the USS Monterey, you were what an O three? Does that sound right?
2: Yeah, I I was. Yep. I actually replaced the. I think now he's a, a warrant officer. Um, well, he was a three at the time, so um, the second rank of uh, Navy warrant officers. But I think he's been promoted now. Mm-hmm.
1: Are you glad that you didn't go warrant? Did you have an opportunity to go warrant, officer?
2: Um, I
1: could have,
2: but uh, after I had already put in my pack for LDO.
1: Okay, LDO.
2: Because I, I put in my package as an E6 then i made chief which means i could have put in for one but i was already picked up by the point
1: gotcha what was it like going from chief petty officer to oh one did you get a pay raise
2: uh, when I made oh one, the bad thing though is like I was at on the East Coast, so I remember looking at e Seven housing at uh, Fort Meade, Maryland, and yeah, you know, they looked nice when I I made. All and I looked at the O one housing, and they, it was like townhouses, crap ones.
1: Yeah. So, so it was crap, in other words. Right. That's your way of saying it's crap. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. But and this was on base the good on, thing Fort, is that on Fort Meade.
2: I a uh, prior enlisted 01 i I made more money than a gonna o one'cause of my o right. one e right
1: yeah right you were an o one e but did you make more money than a chief? <laughs> this is a painful topic Did you block it out? Did you get a pay reduction going to o one e i don't think i did
2: but i'm not i can't say for sure well i'm
1: glad to hear that the chief housing at fort meade was it on base on fort meade
2: on base
1: on base so you're i'm glad to hear that the chief housing on fort meade maryland was better than the oh one that just made my day john Yeah. thank you i'm going to take that with me for a long time oh wow john where do we where do we go from here so what your favorite wank was an e5 and most of your navy career was not e5 so were you just miserable the whole time or what right I noticed you said your favorite your favorite uh rank was not it's you didn't say O four, which is what you got out as.
2: Unless the best rank was D five. Yeah. As an officer of the best rank I think is O three. three. So that's,
1: that's what I thought you were gonna say. Why? Yeah. Why would you say it's a O three?
2: For the same reason you know you get, get the respect and uh, you have authority,
0: uh-huh.
2: but you know you have an O four above you that takes the, the brunt of everything. Gotcha. So once I made O four, I was uh, the one taking the the brunt for. My O3s.
1: Now, when you say you take the brunt, what is exactly coming down on you for your O3s?
2: Uh, For instance, the commanding officer might uh, get... angry or something, you know, and I was a department head, so right. I would be the one who would yell at, or he would yell at, uh, so rather than, Are you know,
1: getting yelled at a lot? <laughs> How often are you getting yelled at? Uh, not,
2: not, not really that often, but, uh, it, it happens.
1: What do you do now, John? Can you say, well, how would you characterize what you, what do you do?
2: Well, I've been a, after I retired in 2020, um, I've been a data engineer for the Defense Intelligence Agency as a contractor.
1: And um, the DIA just gives you a check. They don't. They don't want to hire you as an employee. How's that work? You work from home?
2: Uh, no, no. I go in. I go into work, but uh, yeah. I, I
1: think, think you'd it's... have to, right? You'd have to go into work yeah. for that.
2: Yeah. because it's yeah. a secure area
1: Mm mm-hmm
2: so again um
1: are you saying your home is not a skiff true true that you don't live in a skiff you just gave us the title i don't live in a skiff so you uh you go in how far how long is your commute
2: Well, we actually moved where we are now to be closer to work, so going to work, it takes about nine minutes.
0: Nine minutes?
2: Coming back home, it takes probably about half an hour. Because of uh, traffic, yep. I know.
1: Wow. And do you get to set your own hours as a d as a contractor?
2: No, I have to be in. Uh, there there are some core hours I have to be in before nine. Normally, because uh, you have to muster by nine o'clock, and I normally leave around five.
1: If someone were to ask you what a data engineer is, I don't imagine you're going to say you're driving a train like a data train. So, what do you mean by data en- engineer? Um, or what do they tell you that you should mean by that?
2: <laughs> well, what I do is uh, like design databases and uh, code.
1: Really? When where did you learn how to code?
2: Well, initially on a. Pacific Fleet combatant with Carl wow. uh,
1: Watts. Really?
2: I don't know if you remember him.
1: Um, actually, I do think I remember that name, yeah. Watts. Yep. W-A-T-T-S? Yes. Yeah, yep. I remember him. Was he tall?
2: Uh, he, he, he definitely was taller than I was.
1: But everybody's taller than you are, John.
2: Sure. <laughs> John, yeah. how,
1: how tall are you?
2: Uh, five, six.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were three feet tall. I, must, yeah, I, mis- right. re- I misread that. Okay. So no. It seemed like I was always looking way down at you. Okay, so well, you're you're five feet. Okay, I, I,
2: you. I say that I'm um average height for about 200 years ago
1: that's true wow yeah so this guy watts taught you how to code well while you, while you were deployed
2: he didn't teach me to code we should, yeah. uh, actually okay. code together okay um
1: how did you so, originally learn how to code
2: From a book and uh, my associate's degree from uh, here in Hawaii is in computer science. So I, I did C++ coding for that.
1: I think that was the grade you got, John. That wasn't the...
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, was that that was the class it was called? What? Oh, okay. All right, plus. I got you. Yeah. I got you. All right. You got your diso- associates degree. Did you get that at a government Hawaii school? Hawaii school?
2: No, it was a private school, Hawaii Pacific University. Oh, yes.
1: That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I know HPU. HPU has a campus downtown Honolulu. Yep. Is that where you went, or did you go, like, somewhere else for that? Which campus did you go for your associate's degree?
2: Um, I signed up at Hickam, so Hickam. most of Yeah, they're of on my, the military bases, yeah. Yeah, except was was either at Hickam or at Schofield Barracks.
1: Oh, Schofield Barracks. Yeah. So John, you've been you've been stationed. I'm trying to think of where you've been stationed in Hawaii. You've been stationed on Schofield Barracks, right? At some point. Well
3: Yeah. up
2: at uh
1: Wahioa, well, near Wahioa. Well,
2: station, Kunea. Yeah, okay. up there.
1: Now, when you were okay, so you've been stationed uh, at Marine Corps Station Kaneohe and uh, which is on the windward side, and then also Schofield Barracks, right. which is on the in the middle of the island. Mm-hmm. Any but, any other bases have you been?
2: Um, of that? Tired out of the uh, NIAC, Hawaii, which is on, now it's on Pearl Harbor.
1: NIAC stands for Navy.
2: Navy Information Operation Command.
1: Is that where Jack used to be? Information
2: operations command. Is that? Okay. okay. No, no,
1: no. No, JIC where what was it? It used to
2: be NSBA Hawaii. Okay. Is yeah. on NIAC Hawaii?
3: Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: Where I am right now.
1: It's on Pearl Harbor? JIC Nyok is on Pearl Harbor, did you say?
2: Yeah, it's where NSGA Pearl Harbor used to be.
1: Uh-huh. Cool.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Tell me again you know, where JICPAC was. I mean I've been read in there.
1: So the the JICPAC used to be, where would that where would that used to be? Because I've been read in there, but I wasn't really paying attention when I went there.
2: Kind of uh, a cross from Pearl Harbor. To, uh, yeah. the building right next to Commander Pacific Fleet.
1: Yeah, okay. That's, that's what I was remembering. I know there's a building nearby.
2: Building with no windows.
1: Yeah. 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 John, uh, you've worked in intelligence now for. Over 30 years, I think. If I do, all I'm right. doing my math right.
2: Yeah. What, uh,
1: if you could do it all over again, John, would you do the same thing or would you do something different?
2: I wouldn't change a thing. I'd, I'd do it all again.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. Wow
1: you mean even all the 20 deployments and everything all that time away from your yeah. family
2: all all that yeah
1: now your family wasn't coming with you on these deployments we just want to clarify that for everybody uh, your family definitely. stayed home that's kind of rough on the family how did they handle that
2: well um, the how did you handle that i guess the, the good thing is uh Mindy, my wife, she's a very independent, strong, and uh, yeah, uh, it was probably hardest on the uh, kids. What makes you
1: say that? I mean,
2: I remember one time coming back from a deployment, um, and my youngest son was very little at the time. When I came back, he hid under well behind my wife, and when we are home he wouldn't even look at me you know until i played with him with a puzzle then he was fine with me wow
3: yeah
1: that's pretty sad man that's pretty sad That only did that happen just once. (laughs) I mean, once is kind of just once. Yeah, it was. How old was he?
2: Um, see, I left. I was at Connie always. I was flying. I I left when nine eleven. So he was. Four days old, and by the time I came back, I mean he was—I was able was walking. So, uh,
1: yeah, okay. I gotcha. Yeah, that's a pretty sensitive age. Of course, I think yeah. pretty much all of childhood is at a sensitive age, but that's that's pretty sensitive right there. Uh how did it yeah. affect your
2: marriage to her <laughs> seemed um, to be okay i mean they were both older so okay i think they're better but how did
1: uh how did those deployments affect you did you was that hard on I mean
2: no, I mean, I mean, I had fun deploying, but, and like I said, my my wife was, uh, fine. It was the It you and know, the kids, I think that were affected the most.
1: Okay, what what what's your what was your motivation when you were joining the Navy? Did you did you know you were going to retire when you joined? Did you? Did you, were you a lifer at that time?
2: Uh, yeah, my, my goal was to retire. I just didn't know it'd be 28 years.
1: Wow. Why did you stay in so long? Is it because you wanted to retire as a lieutenant commander, and you wouldn't, weren't able to do that at twenty, or did you just enjoy the work? <laughs>
2: Both. Um, okay. Yeah, and I, I think it. I I was. Uh, I was Three at eighteen years, so I was probably over three at twenty as well. and I wanted to at least make o four. I tried to get, go beyond twenty to thirty, but i didn't make rank, and if you don't make rank why she had to retire.
1: Okay. When um... Oh, crap, I forgot what I was going to ask you. There was something that was just on the tip of my tongue. It had to do with Oh yes. When you retired, did you say that you were? Were you the commanding officer, or were you the officer in charge, or were you an XO? What, what no, were I'm you doing?
2: A division officer, or oh, I'm sorry, department head.
1: You were a department head. Oh, yeah,
2: division officer. But as no, for I department head.
1: What was the department?
2: Uh, it was the AIS automated information system department, so I had uh information technicians and uh logistics under me.
1: Cool, wow, that's a lot of responsibility in the navy. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, so you were kind of in charge of cyber stuff, like cyber warfare, cyber.
2: No, I'm more in charge of uh, like song systems, that kind of thing. Okay. That's uh, so what, and taking care of systems.
1: Um, John, are we squared away on cyber? Are we, how are we doing on that? Sounds pretty scary to me. Some of the stuff.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure that we're scrambling away. I think our adversaries are, are more, more smarter away than we are, and we're scrambling to catch up.
1: John, that's pretty scary what you just said. With that. That's pretty scary what you just said. Oh you, yeah. You said our adversaries uh, are more squared is. away than we are and we're scrambling to catch up. Wow. Yes. Can you uh can you can you elaborate a little bit or
2: I think it's because our adversaries actually use uh, the whole of government behind their cyber stuff, um, like our near pure adversaries, not not some smaller ones, but um, and w- we kind of do it just disjointed
1: right now we're we're disjointed meaning every every department has a different approach or there's no unified command what do you mean by that
2: right there well there yeah there's Less of a unified effort, as our adversaries have.
1: Gotcha. Cy- cyber is an interesting topic, and I'm not sure. I I planned on doing a, a thing on cyber, and I don't even know if we can. We probably can't. But it seems like uh-huh. it seems like uh, so much of our cyber issues depend crucially on private actors and i don't know i mean we we, you know we how do you command the the vulnerability of cyber in terms of cyber is our private infrastructure not just the government stuff so i mean all right we don't want to just make the government in charge of private stuff but you know like for example banks or, you know, um, any number of things that you need. <laughs> well, Steve, that—that's
2: what I mean by our adversaries.
1: I see what you're talking the, about.
2: Yeah, their private stuff is even controlled by the government.
1: Yeah. Okay. I gotcha.
2: So we we don't.
1: uh, Right. And we have good reason not to do that. (laughs) Um, Right. But it does make us more vulnerable. It does. It's tough to get people on the same page. How do you recommend that we get people on the same unified effort uh, without, you know, taking over private industry? and And how serious of a problem are we talking about? I mean, like with cyber, can you get it, give an idea of people to people of what the kind of threat is that we face? What could happen? What's a problem that could happen that what people might wanna know about
2: <laughs> um, well, I'm going classified um right we've you know I don't think everyone realizes that we've actually been under attack before by uh cyber dykes, by other actors other countries.
1: Is there, um, it seems like to some extent, John, we have to kind of let people know what the threat is, the private actors, if they're going to get their crap together to secure their own stuff from cyber attack, right? Like Uh, like certain industries, um.
2: I mean, this might already be happening, but because I don't know, but uh, I would think at least because we wanted to separate everything, uh, we should probably have a uh, some kind of committee, you know, with with everyone involved.
1: You mean where people have clearances and they they get briefed on stuff, right? They get read into programs. You mean like a kind of a top-down thing from with the government? Uh, not not to say the government is on top. <laughs> I don't mean to say that, Because right, okay. in our system, it's not the. It's nope. not meant to be that yeah. way.
2: No. Yeah. No, just, I, I, I would think there would be a committee where the... In terms of uh, classification, de- it has de- to de- be. And might be able to provide information, at least, to the private sector with upward
1: Turner. Wow, I'm trying to think of the challenges of that. My goodness. That would be enormously challenging, I think. Uh, because to be a member of that committee, they'd have to have a security clearance. And to get that, they'd really have to be cleared by the government, which is yeah. what... Who gives security clearances? It's really the president and on down in the executive branch so uh and and to well I, I but well i I think um, maybe it would be easier for people to understand uh if if we we were aware of is there are there unclassified material that that would be helpful for people to level up on cyber issues? Recommend anything?
3: Uh,
2: um, yeah, but I, I mean, I've seen some of the unclassified stuff is just very vague, right? So to go more into detail, you'd probably have to give like like you said people clear just
1: right okay uh all right well so there's cyber <laughs> um
2: and it's, it's a mess
1: yeah yeah
3: all right. do you, do, have you okay. ever thought
1: about john have you ever thought about going into private industry as a as a you know, like a cyber security expert. Are you happy with the pay that the De- Department of Defense gives you?
2: Uh, right now, yes. Uh the eventual goal for me is to either do something remote. Or um do something on the West Coast where I can be closer to the kids.
1: What are your kids up to in Idaho? <laughs> do they do they, uh, do they shoot uh, guns?
3: Well the old ones. The oldest
2: one, he's actually married and has our first grandchild.
1: Congratulations.
2: But uh, my daughter is working. Thank you. Yeah, my daughter's up there
1: just working. Beautiful state. Beautiful state. What part of Idaho? No. What part of Idaho?
2: Well, where they are, it's called Mossy Idaho. It's on kind of on the western side of Idaho. It's on the uh, border with Washington.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's a beautiful area.
3: Yeah, I agree.
1: Where, when are you going to retire for real? Like, you know, where you're not going into work. Where you, do you ever want to? You're not like a a golf person. No, not really. Um What what are your hobbies? Do you like to You like to shoot guns? You like to read books? What do you like to do? Jump rope?
2: I uh, read books. Um, I have a laptop. Uh, I, uh, I like coding. I That's what I do. So I practice on my laptop too. Um,
1: you come home else? and code for a hobby. I do. Oh my gosh, man! No wonder you work. Uh you, you, you might as well get paid for it.
3: Midva? Yeah. You know. Wow.
1: Wow, that's interesting. Do you keep up with your
3: Chinese?
2: A little bit and you know, I have some I have books at work that I I uh, I keep up with it. And I lucked out, I moved offices, but uh, one of the offices I worked in initially was uh, one of the guys there was also, well, he is on the same contract I'm on, but he, um, also knows Chinese. I mean, I don't know how, but uh, <laughs> so just to talk to each other and, and watch Chinese shows on TV.
1: You do, do? You ever speak it at home with your wife? You mm-hmm. yell at, You yell at each other in Chinese.
2: Only. Little phrases so that she knows. Yeah.
3: Okay. Uh, <clears throat> well,
1: I was gonna. Uh, let's see here. Gonna... I do remember
2: one cool thing at the dining facility here on the Camarillo to face. A Chinese general came through there, and uh, wow. this was shortly after language school. So my wife was able to uh, ask him, you know, would you like, you know, uh, yeah, I don't remember what she was serving, but uh <laughs> asked him if he wanted something.
1: Yeah. Did he probably was so paranoid after that? He was probably like, oh, man, we are we are being tailed well, everywhere did. here. Oh uh, no. Right. Hilarious. Were you there when uh the, the PRC sent three warships into Pearl? Were you there at that time?
2: I was and actually I was at uh, field station at the time but I just switched my uh, unit ID uh, U unit you know, ID I feel what that stands on but to Pearl Harbor because I had to translate for them
1: oh okay so you were a translator during that time I was cool.
2: I actually, the first ship I rode was a Chinese warship coming in.
1: Say that one more time, say that again. I'm not sure I heard what you said.
2: The first ship I ever rode was a Chinese warship when they were coming into Pearl Harbor. I translated for that ship coming in.
1: You were on the ship. I was.
3: Yeah. Wow.
1: How would you get that gig? Oh, I don't.
2: I guess I was at That's the right awesome. place at the time.
1: Did I don't know if you know that this John, but did you know that I was one of the translators there as well? when they were on yeah i got the letter of commendation from the admiral
3: oh
0: really
1: pack fleet yeah yeah i translated for the admiral stuff and uh john you'll appreciate this story i was aboard one of those ships and i was being followed around by their little spy you know the guy that takes all your pictures I had my ID card. I was in my whites and I had my ID card in my pocket, which I never carry it in my pocket. It was in my top pocket right. up here, um, just below my wings or something. I don't know. I I traded my wings for some hat. So <laughs> like I, I came off the ship. Uh, This is in March of 1997 in Pearl Harbor. Um, I came off that ship uh, out of uniform because I, I I was missing pieces of my uniform because I was trading with the the Chinese sailors. And uh, anyway, the guy I, I
2: got one of those hats, you know, I, but I yeah I went and bought a uh, Zippo lighter and to um, that.
1: That's a good idea. That's a really good idea because they really like the Zippo's. Um, I didn't smoke, so I didn't have one of those on me. I think I probably just walked off the ship naked, but, (laughs) but no, I I walked off the ship and my ID card was gone. And I, I, I never, uh, wow. That's the first time I've ever been Oliver twisted, like, you know, pickpocketed. I don't, I don't know how they did it, but I have a feeling I know who did it, but um,
2: yeah, I'm sure so, probably the guy who was following you,
1: yeah, did yeah, that. That's right. So there's a file on me over there with my social and a pretty yeah, damn a good file. picture of myself. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, sure was,
2: that was insane.
1: Yeah, so that that happened to me there. Uh, that was a funny story there, but man, to be chosen to be the one that leads the ship into the, the Harbor. Wow. That's, I, I didn't get that. Did you get a special commendation letter for that? That's a big deal.
2: Um, my have, but I don't recall.
1: What's your top, uh, ribbon that you wear? What? When you on your on your uniform,
2: the top one is an air medal with a uh, combat V.
1: Air medal, cool. Combat V. What what operation did you get that for? What action did you get that for?
2: The opening of the Iraq War.
1: So you were flying out of Bahrain with, or Oman, where were you flying out of? Uh, Oman, probably. And you were with, can you say the name of the squadron now?
2: uh, same, Same squadron I was with. The Seems one you go with,
1: yeah. Okay. Notice you're not saying it, so I'm not going to press you. So, so you were flying with that squadron, and you yes, got the. I
3: am.
2: I'm they're, sorry. Say say Jack-
1: that again. Sorry.
2: They're no longer here in Hawaii. They're in Jacksonville.
1: Okay. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. So you, uh. Thank you for your service, brother. It's a big deal and with you uh, that's a that's a big deal. The air metal. I'm trying to picture what it looks like uh is it so, blue
2: uh, blue and yellow with yellow stripes
1: oh yeah, yeah, that's a big deal. The combat v is a big deal too yeah wow, that's awesome. so you've seen a lot, John. What 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 stands out to you in your in your Navy career as the most memorable uh thing that that you did? I mean, <laughs> you you already referenced like helping a Chinese warship come into Pearl Harbor, and that was the first time that ever happened. Uh translating for that um in March of nineteen ninety seven. I'm assuming that's we're talking about the same time.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was I? I kept the
1: newspaper. I have the newspaper. That's why I know what date it was.
2: I I have a pamphlet from the uh, the a pamphlet from them. Really? Yeah.
1: From that event?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh man! If you could scan that to me and send it to me, I'd really appreciate it. Wow. No problem. Find yeah. that. Yes, I'd, I'd love to have that. I don't. I never got one of those. I, I must have been just a knucklehead at that time. I was a kid. Didn't know what I was doing. That's cool, man. You've done a lot of things. Is there anything that stands out to you as far as?
2: I mean, there are. They're all. I I guess different. Yeah, you know, the good thing about. The Pacific Fleet combatants is no one knows you're there, right? So, <laughs>
1: well, they're not supposed to, but so yeah, happens. ordinarily they don't,
2: <laughs> probably not, yeah. But the good thing about air crew is. i don't see no one knows. I mean Yeah, you, know, mm-hmm. you know about that sort. But uh, you get the land every day and and yeah. stay in a barracks and phone home.
1: And watch know. the sunset. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Let me t- I, I, have yeah. I have the same, the same memories. Yeah, um, I think I'm a lot more sentimental than you are, John. I feel like deployments hit me a, a lot harder. I had a oh, harder right. time. I, I think I had a harder time with being away, and um, mm-hmm. I didn't know that I could handle that for a career. So, but I I'm, I talked a long time with. With Bill Palmer, now captain, and lives probably not too far away from where you live. And,
2: um, and he was actually out his first salute when he uh, uh, actually got commissioned.
1: So you saluted him when you were commissioned? That was the first. So was that oh, he when
2: was? he mentioned, I, I, was his, I was named five.
1: Oh, okay. So you were there and you saluted him.
2: Yeah. I was there in their school. Um, and he was there for OCS and oh, I wow. saluted them with the silver dollar.
1: No kidding. Yeah. Do you still have that silver dollar?
2: Did somewhere. you spend it,
1: John? Did you spend
2: it? No, I didn't spend it. I have mean, somewhere.
1: You went into a bar and you're like fifty cent drafts. Oh, dude! Yeah. I, look what I happened to have. Uh wow. So did you know Will? Did you did you recognize? I did. Him? Okay, so that oh yeah, I gotcha. So because because for those of you who don't somehow made it this far into this interview with all these uh, acronyms and and special ways of talking. Uh, NC um, Naval air crew and candidate school in Pensacola, Florida is not really anywhere near ordinarily where the intelligence people normally hang out. And so for him to run into another Intel guy there and salute him and recognize him, that was, that's kind of a, you know, It's not exactly like being in the middle of a bean field out somewhere, you know, and, you know, Iowa or something, but, you know, it is still a Navy base, but still there's a lot of people in the Navy. So you, most officers, you don't recognize the vast, 99.9% of them, you don't recognize. That's kind of a cool story. Uh, Did, uh, did Nate, did Will salute you back? He did. Yeah. So you were his first salute too. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. don't, don't, don't pay attention to the part that they salute you back. I've always been interested in, you know, when uh, enlisted people kind of complain that you, they have to salute an officer. And, I uh, I always point out, well, yeah, but they salute you too. I mean, it's a matter of who goes first and that's true. And that right. there's, a, there's a reason for that. There's a point to that, uh, custom and courtesy, but they 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 render salute to you as well it's 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 a mutual respect and i i think a lot of people miss that about the customs and courtesies it's it's really kind of a thing that i really like about the military is uh these little patterns and lifestyles that 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 are ingrained how did you feel like the navy helped you grow up or did it uh what would you have done if you didn't go in the navy? Would you have been in jail or something? I don't, I don't know. Did it help well, you
2: grow up? Yeah, yeah, it definitely helped me. Um, either that or, I would. I mean, I don't know what kind of jobs there are. And, uh, I'm from Florida. Not sure what kind of jobs are in Florida, but uh
1: what part of Florida are you from?
2: I'm from Tallahassee, Florida, so up north. Mm-hmm. Um the uh, capital in Florida.
1: Right. FSU's up there, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I used to... okay. Uh, when I was a, uh, I was a Boy Scout, so maybe a teenager by then. But we, our troop used to uh, sell, cokes at the uh, games, the Florida State games.
1: That's cool. So. How did it help you grow up? How did the Navy help you?
2: Well, it's have to say. Uh, Man,
1: you you got married early. You got married really yeah, young.
2: I was twenty. We got That's married really young.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you're still married after yep. all that. What's your secret? Uh,
2: not. I guess letting her do what she wants and not <laughs> really having for that. For what? instance, like she's in Idaho right now. Okay. so on ge- geo basing
1: right
2: my, right gotcha.
1: now gotcha so the secret to being married for so long in the navy is you let your wife do whatever she wants so you pretty much um, had to me. become an officer you didn't have a choice <laughs> yeah does she does she shop a lot what does she do for fun Does she? Mm, She
2: didn't really like the shop.
1: You lucked out, brother.
2: Yeah, no. You lucked out. That and she doesn't really like to talk on the phone. So.
1: Okay.
2: I guess I lucked out there.
1: So you you, uh, write letters? Write letters through the mail. Is that what you do? You just text. What's the new thing? You fax each other.
3: Text
2: email. Um. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's not really any faxes anymore. So.
1: Oh well. I still fax, John. I still fax all Uh-oh. the time. Regularly. My fax machine's going down all the time. In fact, I'm I'm getting something right now from a high school friend. Just kidding, not really, but I thought it was funny. John um what's it like being a grandpa?
2: I don't feel old enough to be a grandpa, but um He's uh, a very happy baby. Um,
1: That's cool.
2: I'm looking forward to spending time there.
1: Was it hard for your wife to discipline the kids without you being there to kind of back her up? Or did she handle that okay on her own? Were there any discipline issues that when you came home, you were just like, okay, got to drop the hammer? (laughs)
2: Well, normally when I was gone, she she would take care of it. But uh, if I, if I was here, she would uh, let them. Yeah, you know, like for instance, like my daughter when she was young, I had to uh, spank her, but she was, I guess quote unquote too old uh, spank with the the hand so I'd uh her with a wooden spoon.
1: Oh wow. Uh, John um you've brought up spanking so then the next thing that everybody's gonna wonder about is what are you what's your religious way of looking at the world? Do you have one? Are you an atheist? Are you do you believe in God? No. Uh, we're Baptists.
2: are B- Baptist?
1: You're Baptist?
2: Um, yeah. Our church actually started out as a Baptist church, and then they changed their name to Bible Church.
1: Okay. You're talking about a church there so, in Hawaii? Uh,
2: it's, yeah, there, there's an area, I'm sure you you know what it is, but it's in Makakilo.
0: Uh-huh.
2: It was Makakilo Baptist Church, and now it's Makakilo Bible Church. So at least the uh, acronym's the same, MBC.
1: Okay, they dropped the Baptist, huh? Mocaquilo. Yeah. I li- I used to live in Mocaquilo. Oh yeah? Yeah. I had a I had a view of Diamond Head from from the uh front door. From the front. Yeah. We have, I enjoyed living there. When
2: we lived in ever beach, we had a view from the beach of Diamondhead.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Makakilo, I liked it because it was cooler up there than Eva. Eva seemed like it was always really hot and it was like lower. And so Makakilo's on the mountain. And yeah, you can, you get a breeze coming up and you can see all the way over there to Diamond Head. Now, it always, it always uh, struck me as odd when I came out to go to work. Or whatever, just to look at that view and think, "Wow, this is weird." I'm very, I'm like twenty, twenty-one years old, and I have this view. Uh, I went to a Baptist college in Hawaii, and they still have the word okay. Baptist. Yeah, they still have the word Baptist in the in their name, Wayland Baptist University. They're in fact, they're in uh, Kapolei. Right. I think they're in Kapolei, so it's pretty close to where you. Yeah, Makakilo. But, um, uh, I, yeah, we, we went
2: we to... to, we, went to church up there, but, uh, the church that we went to was in Wayland Baptist. Oh. So the, there was, it was a closed when you we went to church up there, but the uh school had a like a library, I guess, and the library was uh closed.
1: How long ago was the library closed?
2: Well I mean it was just closed for for us when we Went to a oh, church on Sundays. So it was okay. been gotcha. Is that the school?
1: Yeah, that's good. So, wait, you're saying Wayland has a library now?
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that's good. Gosh, I, I need to go back and visit. Uh, is there anything else that we we didn't cover, John, that you'd like to talk about?
0: Mm, do you want to go, do you wanna go a little gonna... bit
1: more into detail about, about your religious beliefs? How long have you been a a, a religious believer?
2: See, uh... Really, um, starting in um, Virginia when we were there, um, and we were going to a Baptist church there, and I got baptized while I was there. I mean, right. I was baptized as a an eight year old, but that was a different religion. So, or at least the Baptists would call it a cult.
1: What What was so, that? So what you you referenced being baptized at eight years old? What What was that?
2: When you I were, was a a uh, mor- at the time. Well, it because my mom was Mormon, so I kind of followed suit.
1: Yeah, okay. So you're, yeah, we were so in
2: Japan. So.
1: Okay, so what year did you uh, become baptized then as a Protestant Baptist? What year was that? Did you say a junior in high school, or did you? Yeah.
3: I don't know.
2: So probably let's see. The year says twenty fifteen. So twenty twelve, I guess. Oh. Wow. Twenty eleven yeah
1: oh so you were baptized as a like a 40 some year old adult
2: yeah yeah oh yeah what
1: what what uh what happened with that change how how can you characterize that change from being mormon to being uh a baptist what how long did that occur and what were the key steps in that transformation
2: well part of it the i don't know if you remember in the navy russ hansen i don't know if you remember russ
1: russ russ who
2: hansen hansen
1: okay uh No, I don't remember Russ Hanson.
2: Okay. Well, we were friends, and they were originally, they were raised Mormon, but then they, he and his wife were both raised Mormon but uh both of them became believers so part of it was watching their conversion to uh from mormonism to belief and uh the other part is that my wife you know, this, she was raised Baptist. So, the
3: gotcha. main thing is her
2: belief penetrating, I guess, me as well.
1: Gotcha. Was she going to was she a part of a church community when you were deployed? Was there a source of, of help and strength while you were deployed?
2: I she was, but uh, actually the church we were going to up at uh well Baptist right. I we were going to it before I deployed, but then
1: what? What town deployed, was that in? What what town? Up in town? uh, Mililani?
2: Yeah, Melilani.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they moved from Melilani. I, I've been to that campus. I know what you're talking about, the Mililani campus. And then they all of a sudden moved, and I was like, what the heck happened? Anyway, sorry. For those of you who are trying to keep up with the Hawaii geography, I apologize. <laughs> but so that's that's kind of a big change, John, uh, trying to get a sense of what your, I guess, if your wife was a key part of this whole thing, what was her journey like? She- she was okay so she so you're saying for like 20 years she was like kind of uh, gently prodding you to to uh, how would you put it convert I don't I don't know how you'd put it no or what
2: yeah she, she wasn't really prodding it was more like I guess watching. For instance, she has a Bible right there on the uh, uh, right beside the couch. Uh huh. Um, So has that been there the whole time?
1: Has that Bible been there the whole? Has that Bible been there the whole time? Your whole marriage?
2: Well, I mean, we we moved, but yeah, yeah, I know, been, I
1: know, yeah. But she's been like that your whole marriage, reading the Bible and
2: yeah, stuff like and that. And I've been using you know, note cards and taking notes.
1: So you're watching her read the Bible during your career in the Navy when you're around. <laughs> She's not threatening you. She's not saying, "Become a Baptist or else, buddy." She's just reading reading the Bible. She praying for you.
2: Uh, I'm sure she has been. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And did when did you notice your beliefs kind of developing or changing? What What rank were you?
2: Um, Let's see, uh, in Virginia, I think I was. In...
1: Sounds like a lieutenant to me.
2: Orange, an 03. Yeah. Okay.
1: So you were an 03, a mature 03 with silver gray hair. Oh. Wow. 03E. Yes. 03E, very important. Yes. With that air metal. Got that air metal riding up there next to your wings, the combat v, and you're starting to think about what happens when you die and what what the meaning of life is and are you reading any books? Are you listening to any podcasts what how How are you feeling You're along? Are you reading the I Bible
2: I your books a lot. Um, yeah. And actually, I listen to a lot, a lot of books about, like, a lot of stuff about the end times. And uh, right now, I'm listening to a book by, I don't know if you know, John MacArthur. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. He's actually there in LA. In yes, he California. is.
1: Yeah, John MacArthur yeah. is... is. Uh... What were you going to say? Sorry, I cut you off there.
2: No, I'm just saying my my uh, uh, son, my youngest son, the school, and he's going to John MacArthur is the chancellor of this school.
1: Is it called Masters College?
2: Yeah, it goes he goes to Master's University. Oh, yep.
1: okay. Yep. Oh. Yeah, well, John John MacArthur is famous out here in, for me because when the shutdown the lockdowns happened with the right. the uh public health panic. He uh, opened back up very quickly. And the reason he opened up with this is the interesting thing. He didn't open up because he was like, this is a bunch of BS and I'm going to open up. And, you know, he didn't really that's not really the attitude he had. He was going to All church right. to preach for the online version. And this must have been in April of 2020 the and people were lining up outside the door. It might have been May. I can't remember. It was a few weeks they were closed, but I think it was not very long they were closed. And then people started saying, no, no, let's go to church. Let's actually go in the building and or at least be on the property, be uh outside and tents or whatever. I, I can't remember how they did it. They did it uh they changed the way they did it here and there. They they had and people were showing up and, um, so he opened back up and then the, the county, the LA County tried to get oh. him in trouble and shut him down. Do you know this whole story? No, I don't. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he, you know, and then they, they, of course they had to get some attorneys and the attorneys sued. And of course the, they won, they won their suits and, mm. uh, They were, they remained open, but he, he, he opened his church before most of other churches. And it was very odd to see that in LA County because LA County is basically a bunch of Democrats basically. And they, they like when everything's shut down, they like shutting down small businesses. They love the churches being shut down. They were ecstatic about that. I think orgasmic is probably the best word for it. They were happy to, of course, protest and riot in person. But they they love seeing. But see, John McCarthy opened right back up, and uh, and uh, I don't know how they did their school, their college, but he's famous out here for that. And uh, so anyway, I mean, I don't know how it was in Hawaii, but uh, did you guys uh, were you guys shut down from church? Or did for
2: you go? a little while, we probably had to watch. Mm-hmm. Um they have a, a church on YouTube. Yeah. So watch
1: how did you handle going in that month and then mm-hmm.
2: church opened back up but
1: oh. everyone
2: was oh, cool. uh had to be separated. Yeah. Oh. And they can only have like eleven people.
1: Do you, did you have to wear a mask at work? Or, uh, did you have to wear a mask at work and stuff did, when you were going in? Did they do uh, social distancing at work?
2: A little while, but we don't know. Uh, That's good.
1: Did you have to uh, social distance at work during that whole thing?
2: Uh, we never did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was work like during that time? I'm assuming you were... Hold on, this is 2020. I know you actually retired in 2020, but I don't know what year. Did was it January 2020 that you retired? When did you retire? No, this. Oh, okay. So December. you were active duty that whole time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was that like? Did you? No.
2: We had so uh, social distance at work, and uh, you're drinking, you uh to wear a mask if you, if you were within six feet.
1: Okay. Wow, you guys allow drinking well, at work? I- That's cool.
3: And-
2: anything one fathom is
1: feet. <laughs> I love the Navy yeah. uh, John it's been a memory it's been a trip down memory lane um, I I really appreciate spending this time with you and getting to know you again and uh, I just remember sitting on that bench where we worked when we were deployed and having long conversations. And uh gosh, oh, that yeah. was that was twenty five. When was that? that was twenty-five years ago. Can that bullet, bench was
3: you... actually
2: recorder. All right. And then we sit on oh no.
1: Why is it that you know this and I don't? that I I was such a different person back then. I was, I, John, when I went into our job, I had, did you know I had novels stuffed into my poopy suit? (laughs) My uniform. I had, I had books. I had books in my uniform so that as soon as I could, I could read a book. (laughs) Okay. I wasn't paying attention, man. I, I was like, so I was like, Get me out of here, man. I want to just read and think about stuff. And I did not even know I was sitting on a recorder. That's funny. That's funny, John. Your I...
2: was, uh, it, you know, as soon as I could, I, I would go to sleep.
1: That's funny. You're not talking about on the job, right? You're not talking about on watch, yeah. were you? Okay. No.
2: After my 12-hour watch. I would go to bed.
1: 12 hour watching, you go to bed. Did you work out?
2: I did. Yep.
1: Yeah. You had to work out, I think, to stay in shape. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like working out next to a nuclear sign, John. I don't know. There's nothing nothing like it at all. Just, you know, because you want to stay and you want to be healthy. Um, You know, the cook is coming over taking the the eggs out of the whatever pantry they have next to that nuclear sign and uh you're you know you're doing chest uh yeah
2: <laughs> did you ever get your uh sovereign qualification no,
1: no i did not uh i really <clears throat> i i didn't deploy long enough john I I was never out long enough. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know how you did it. Did you go out on Did you go out on a trip that you weren't really supposed to be there for? Did you did you go on a trip just to get those dolphins? Because I noticed you got those dolphins. Yeah. Did you go on a the... DPRK trip is what I'm asking you John?
2: I'm just gonna cut no, the no. The uh, the thing is that I started on one boat, and then luckily the next one was the um the first boat's sister ship, so they took all the signatures that I did before.
1: Wow, I've never heard of that. Has that ever happened before? No. I've never heard of a sister ship. What do you what do you mean by a sister ship? What's that mean?
2: Well, like I for instance, like I started on six ninety five or whatever number. And then next one I went on was six ninety-six. So and they so were sisters. They just
1: trusted you that you these were legit signatures. Right. I mean, yeah. when you're deployed, you can't exactly call these people up and, and verify this stuff. Oh uh, man, no. there's no cell phones. So yeah, there's no communication like that. So you're you're isolated. Wow, man, that's cool. So that's how you were able to get your. I don't think I ever knew that. It's a yep. big deal to get, to get submarine warfare qualified, subsurface qualified. That's a, it's a big deal. I never yep. got it. Never. I never, I don't think I had the interest because I wasn't as interested as I would be now, for example, like in how the ship runs and how it's put together, how it's built to fight, um, you know, the war fighting platform, of and how everything works. I'm interested in that now. I would be very interested in how all that stuff works. But I think at at the time I just was, my head was in the clouds. I was reading philosophy and I was reading a lot of fiction because I love Mm. fiction and, um, a lot of, a lot of classic stuff, classic literature stuff. And I, I was just a voracious reader. I was very curious about all sorts of different things. And, um, when i saw the way people lived aboard on board i was kind of horrified actually (laughs) i was i I was like this sounds like a horrible way to spend your career and i just felt so sorry for the crew uh again if you're listening uh, to this and you got this far god bless you uh the we were not a part of the crew we were special teams that were sent out attached were special projects that were special special operations teams that would go out and we all would right. not even be we'd be separated from the crew actually uh and they wouldn't even know what we we're doing except for like the co and i guess the cob would know the xo would know the the departments all the pro- department head probably knew nav nav probably knew uh oh, thank we,
2: you Radio men of the watch knew as well because right. he, he was a.
1: That's yeah. right. There was somebody from the crew in the in the room with yep. us in the yep. classified center, and it was a small little part of the ship that we would work in. And um, you'd have to go up some a ladder and then Thank go you. into a door and there's a certain code you had to put in and. Uh, I was glad they had to put a code into that door because that would give me a chance to put down my my book and put it in my 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 uh my um poopy suit, which is yeah, like a, it's like a that's like a flight suit for not flying, in other words. So when you watch a movie and and they're out at sea and they're wearing khakis, that that's not what it is, they don't wear khakis out at sea idiots like top gun they're all wearing khaki no they're not wearing khakis when they're out at sea they're wearing and what wearing and they're wearing uh work clothes everybody wears the work clothes so um
2: yeah
1: hey that's interesting uh as far as hollywood what uh what hollywood stuff gets the navy right do you think do you ever do you watch movies you like movies
2: yeah, I do.
1: Um, Is there anything that stands out
2: to you? Yeah, I always point out little things that are are wrong, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't noticed
1: anything. Yeah. You've never noticed anything right? No. Did did you ever watch uh, Did you ever watch Hunt for Red October?
3: Yes, I
2: did.
1: Seems to me I remember that at least they had uh, they had a couple things. They had a lot of things wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> and I actually read my, that
2: book. I hear something. What's that? I hear, I hear singing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you remember that. Well, just, also just kind of like the, I don't know, the set design wasn't very, some of it was okay, but just, that's just not how it is. It's just not, you know, it's not people stand, sit, sitting around, you know. I think
2: the, the most realistic one I've seen has been It's not even American. It's
1: Dallas food. Gosh, it's been a long time since I've seen that. I don't remember anything about it. What was realistic to you about that?
2: (laughs) I mean, it was one two, right? That's why I was asking what was realistic about it. I mean... They were not very deep. And then when they got death charged by us. Praise God. Yeah. Like the ship falling apart on them. Uh, Yeah. I would think that would happen. Yeah. Good thing it didn't have to worry about that.
1: There's so many things, there's so many ways, things I'd love to, so many directions I'd love to go with you on, on stuff, but I, I don't think we can because of classification stuff, but, but, um, yeah, well, I, I think we covered enough ground there, I think, um, yeah, there's definitely other things I could think of, but, but, uh, it, it, it's an interesting. I, I, I look back on my life with, and I'm around academics all the time. You know, I'm around college people. College campuses is like a zoo. It's like, it's crazy. But sometimes you're around normal people. There's some normal people on the college campuses, and I can't, I think it back at my time in the Navy and I can't believe I did that. I cannot believe I was in the Navy, John, like me. And I look and I see the evidence of it. I see the Navy hat and I see the stuff, <laughs> the, the awards. And I, I, I just, was yeah. like, I'm just, it just, it's like, a. I I cannot believe that I did that. And it's so different than, Than the life of a professor. So I'm really glad that I have that background. I'm glad that we kept in contact all these years. I guess I don't know what we do without Facebook. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. Thank you.
3: Yeah,
1: so it's been real, man. Thank you for coming on, Lieutenant Commander John Doyle, U.S. Navy, retired. Thanks, John. Thank you.